Morning everybody, Sunday Q&A again. Um, I kind of noticed the way that this works and the fact that what we tend to do on the Sunday Q&A is discuss the videos I do during the week and then we got miscellaneous. So this week we will be mostly discussing um, co-loading and what the CX was like on a typical Monday. It was basically a typical day in January, so here we go. Um, okay, hello mate. Uh, it, says, it says the thing about co-loading is you risk a strike. This is a good point, but actually, you risk two strikes. Something as simple, um, simple Brian told me a long time. The problem is, if you just do one job, and I meant to say this in the video and I forgot, if you just do one job and um, you get hit by traffic, or it goes wrong, or you're waiting uh, to get loaded, or you're waiting to get unloaded, you ring the shipper and you say, I'm on that job. I'm waiting to get in. I'm waiting to get unloaded. I've got hit by traffic. If you're trying to do two jobs, then there's two shippers going, what's going on? And one of them is going, you're not even supposed to be here. So and you can guarantee the quickest way to make a job go wrong is to co-load it. So if you do two jobs, you're, you're not risking one negative feedback. You're risking two negative feedbacks. And you're increasing your chance of risking negative feedbacks. That said, I'll get it close. I'll be too far away. Uh, that said, um, as long as you play by the rules, as long as you tell them both, as long as you keep them informed, and as long as you tell everybody, tell shippers all the way along the way, you're covering yourself, you're fine. Because you can tell them both. I did say about co-loading, that's kind of why I offered it cheap. You know, I'm here. So, but then they can't stuff you. Then if, if you're if you upfront and honest with people, they can't get you. Always tell the truth, it's easier to remember. But um, yeah, so that's just something to bear in mind though. If you're gonna try and do um, a little surreptitious job, then you're gonna risk two strikes. Um, as Julian Rose said, he said, he's like, that, that, you know, and I'm not being funny, chippers aren't stupid. You know, they do know. Um, Julian Rose said, he said, I gave a job to a guy the other day. He said, I've rung him up. He's like, hot shot, go straight there. Um, he was supposed to be, in, he was going to Coventry. He said, I rang him up three hours later, he's in Cheltenham. Well, that's not going to go down well, is it? Because he's got the customer going on to him saying, where's that stuff? You know, you know that that taxi driver principle works. If you get if you pick someone up in a taxi and they're supposed to go straight there, and like four hours later they're going to go, well, where are you? You know, kind of you, you should be here by now. People know how long it takes to get them. Well, sometimes they do. We had one once where um, he made a complaint. He said one of our drivers had co-loaded, um, and it the job was from South London to I think it was Coventry or Leicester, and the guy the guy said. Well, where is he? I said, well, he's like North London. Well, he should be here by now. It's two hours from South London to Leicester. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it, it, it's two hours from South London to North London. <laughs> it's sort of, you know, London to Leicester on a Friday afternoon, this was as well. Four to five hours. And in the end, he had to go, yeah, okay, sorry, I was wrong. So, uh, anyway, right. So, what else we got there? Um, Adam Sher makes a point. He says, and this is the thing. About the co-loading also, and Simple Mick has also pointed this one out to me before, we're tracking you. <laughs> you know, he said, we've got the app. You're tracked on the app. Your traffic switch on. And if you, I mean, the way, to, if you want to do it, you turn the tracker off, go pick it up, turn the tracker back on again. But the biggest way for us to scream at a shipper I'm co-loading is, his tracker's off. Oh God, we know what he's doing. He's done, you know, we know, no one's stupid. And he's, he said, I've done jobs before where he said, I've asked the guy basically again to say sort of ready all to Wembley. And I'm looking at the tracker and he's going sort of west down the M4. And you're like, yeah, I know what you're doing, mate. <laughs> you know, I know what you're doing. You've got to pick another job up on the way to get, drop mine off or to do it in between. Guys, I wouldn't do it. 
You know, they are tracking you. Big Brother is watching you. Although I'd rather be watched by Big Brother. I'd rather have Big Brother watching me than have to watch Big Brother. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's go loading. What else we got? Um, the exchange on a Monday. I mean, there's a few guys are struggling. That just that my heart goes out. Goma twenty one, Craig Bonzer, John Ramsey. You've all said it's a bit tough. Um, Andre, Andre, uh, Andre. You know, he's having. It, we're having it. We're having a little. It's, it's January. All right. So jobs that would normally sell in a Luton van. It's basically supply and demand. If there's a hundred jobs on there, particularly on a Friday afternoon in October or in sort of in the summer, and it's a Luton van and it's a Friday afternoon, you can quote one twenty, one thirty, one fifty a mile, and you still might get those jobs. If it's January, there's twenty, thirty jobs on there. There's a lot more people bidding for the jobs. You've got two choices. Um, as Adrian Totu said, he said forty-five pound for thirty-three miles in a Luton van. As I've said this all before with jobs, I'd done about three jobs last week for 50 quid. The Monday job. I had about three jobs for 50 quid, but one of them was four miles from my house. It was going 20 miles and dropped in St Albans. Then I picked up one from Hatfield and took it to Iver, and I knew exactly where I was going to drop it off. I was off in two minutes. I said to the fork truck driver, I said, I wish all my jobs were basically pulled in. The geese went, right, shut up and out, bosh, took it off, signed there, and I was done. So, okay, it might only have been 50 quid. On another job, I might get £70, but it might take me half an hour to get tipped. And because we give 20 minutes free, I'm not that churlish. I'm going to ring them after half an hour and go, uh, I've been here for 10 minutes extra. You owe me £4.30. You just let it go. There was one job I did last week where um, Super Duper, and I picked it up dead easy. place I went into, the full truck driver, I could see what he was doing. He was unloading the lorry in front of me. I thought, well, that's going to take 20 minutes. Once he unloaded it, he started reloading it. I was like, oh, for crying out loud. But you just sit there, and then he took mine off. I was there half an hour. If I'd have been there much longer than half an hour, I'd have phoned in half an hour, let it go. So, yeah, sometimes... It's okay, and if you, I mean, I, I took another job from a, from a regular firm of mine, because I was passing, it was a medium wheelbase, I was passing, um, it was going from Hemel to Milton Keynes, and it's the last job of the day, and then I found out it was two drops in Milton Keynes, I was like, oh my god, as it turned out, I got to Hemel, they cancelled on me, and the, the, because the, the, the firm that had sent me in, had sent me into a place that was shut, so I got a cancellation fee, and I went home. So the way I look at it is this. On the market in Christmas is kept the season. Now, I know the money that my mates are taking out there on the road. And I'd still much, much, much rather be on the exchange. I ain't out in a cold. I don't go, oh, Christ, it's blowing a gun. It's pouring down with rain today. I can't go to work. And I can make enough. I can make enough money. That, you know, okay, well, I'm not, we're, not, um, we're not getting fat on it. But I am surviving. And you can. You might, have to, you might have to do the jobs a bit cheaper. And then you might get a couple. Not all of them. Some of them you might get lucky with. I'd still rather run, even if I run two, three, if I could run two jobs a day, I'd still rather do that than have to stand in the cold trying to sell thermals to non-existent people. So that's my take on it. <clears throat> you guys might be different. Everyone's different. However, it, however you are, I just hope that things pan out for you and I hope things pick up for you. That's all it is. Right, the miscellaneous, what have we got? Um, oh, yeah, we did on the O licence, still thinking about that. Uh, Jonathan Lawrence and John Brenny point out that if you put a trailer on board, you are still over three and a half tonne. And if you're over three and a half tonne, it's a techo, it's an O licence, it's a um, ministry. You've got to have a CPC manager, so I'll point out. Although I've been talking to uh, Darren, you know, he's still got his, um, he's still deciding what to do with himself. He's gone back on the rigs for a little while and he's got fed up with the rigs. Um, yeah, it, and I'm sure he'll be back on the um, day in the life of the CX soon, I hope. Um, and he turned around and said, you can get a CPC manager, but if you're not, you know, they're saying it's like £400 a month, but that presumably is if you're running 20 lorries. 
if you're running like one lorry, he said you can get one every 20 quid. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not got there yet. But maybe one day I will. I'm going to stop talking about it soon. I tend to only talk about things I'm going to do. So, uh, what else we got? Oh, Lee Westcott's pointed out. He said, you know, with the... Um, the the tire the pumpy up thing the um the tire compressor something I've got to check out is a no no GB forty or GB seventy jump start I meant to do that before this video I haven't so but if you did for an extra bit of kit I guess it's you know for your flat battery maybe it might have a compressor on probably got a light uh, check it out he says it's good um Lee Louis Murphy says how do you sign up for CX you're in luck, my friend. If you scroll down past our videos, there is a video that tells you how to join up by the CX. If you go via the link, theoretically, I'll get the 50 quid. Could you get 50 quid for um, putting something on the CX? Uh, I'm not holding your breath on that one. But there's a phone number on there. There's a website on there. Uh, speak to Will. Or oh, speak to any of the boys, in fairness. They're all super-duper lovely, and they'll talk you through it. But you scroll down... One of the videos will tell you there is a link that tells you, there is a video that tells you how to join the CX. A couple of months ago. So, if you're failing that, just Google it. Google Courier Exchange, it'll come up. It'll have a website, it'll have a telephone number. Ring the number, they'll look after you. Uh, who else we got? Longfinger. It says you're in a good spot. Try and try to make money at the moment in the Northeast. You're right, mate. I am in a good spot. And I was totally by accident. Like I say, I got into this because of um, Tony. And Tony said when he first gets he's out of Perthley, he's got a good spot as well. And he said there weren't no jobs coming up. He said, oh, I typed in your area and oh my God. It's because there's kind of a region that's about 30 miles outside London where all the stuff that needs to get into London gets made or gets transported to. So you ain't going to have a warehouse in London. But you are going to because it's just too much money. But if you prepare to drive half an hour, and people don't want to go much more than 30 miles, after an hour it starts to be a bit of a nonce. It's like a three hour round trip. But you know, from from Staples Corner to Junction 9 is 20 minutes as long as the traffic's fine that's alright people go go pick it up bring it back so we're dead lucky from that point of view in the fact that warehouse is, is much cheaper out here but the stuff needs to be trucked in and that's basically a lot of the times you'll get your truck in from, from MK to London and then it's London to London London to London London to London it's not that much goes London north you can be lucky but not always like you know so but yeah I'm dead lucky mate it was just just by accident what can I say uh, Lee Westcott again said, oh, interesting question, this, yes. Whose responsibility is it for taking away the empty pallets? Quite literally, I think it depends on how nice the guy who asks you to take the pallets away is. Um, if they're a bit of, if they're a nice person, oh, like, mate, any chance you can take the pallets away? I go, yeah, of course. I'll, I'll, I'll shrug a bit, because sometimes they might bung you a drink, or that hasn't happened often. Or ever, in fact. Uh, but you go, look, I'm not supposed to take them away, but I can lose them for you. I'm lucky where I park the van at the yard. There's kind of pallets around, so if I need to, I can just stack them on the top of everybody else's pallets. And then we've got a place around the corner, Emla, which is a pallet place. So what will happen is eventually somebody will come round in a flatbed truck with a towel and just pick up all the pallets and then drive them two miles around the corner, get them, get them taken off by Emla and... Um, Earn myself. I, I tried it once. I did. I did a good Friday, where I was when I just started on the exchange, and obviously I've I've got to go to work, and there was no jobs on the Friday, so I went and spent all morning on Good Friday picking up pallets and moving them around the corner. And at the end of the day, I thought I got about thirty five, forty quid, and I thought, yeah, I'm not doing that again. I'm gonna have a day off, but I'm kind of lucky with that one. What tends to happen 
if you say you lose them, the chances are the next place you go into, or the next, and if you're in a Luton, I've kind of got the space, if it's not too many, I can, one or two, you can stick them up against the wall, the next place you go into, or the next place you go, mate, any chance you can lose this for me? And they go, yeah, just bang it over there. Um, if they're a bit of a git when you get there, you can go, no, mate, it's curbside delivery. Or, sorry, my friend, I am told to deliver this pallet. And you know what I'm saying? Well, I've got, I've got to go to another job now. I know they're insisting on an empty van. Sorry, I can't take it. And if they go, well, in that case, you've got to take the pallets away. I'll go, I can take the whole job away if you like. And then someone have to bring it back another day. And then they, can, they tend to go, well, no, because they want it. So, but whose responsibility is it? Technically, I think it's theirs. Because you're get, you are told to deliver a pallet of stuff. So you deliver the pallet with the stuff. You're not told to deliver the stuff. But normally, it's that thing, talk to the customer. You can even talk to the shipper. And you can say, look, they're asking me to do I mean, this happened to our this week for um, one of the firms we do a lot of regular work for just out of Pittstone. And um, the guy turned around and he said, you've got to take the pallets away. And so I went, I don't. Uh, because he had another job to go to and then because uh, the other thing is he was running distance he'd run from like MK to pick the job up the night before and he was up in sort of Manchester way and he said if I've got three or four pallets sitting on my van and a job comes up from Manchester which I could go in north going south which I can't do because I've got pallets so he, he rung the guy he rang the shipper talked to him he said that they want me to take and it wasn't just pallets it was cardboard and plastic he said they want me to take the stuff away he said I'll do it he said but it's going to incur a charge you know like I think it was, I don't know, 40 quid or something like that. So he rung the shipper. The shipper then rung his customer. And then his customer rung the guy who had told Al to take the rubbish away. and said, why are you telling them to take the rubbish away? Don't be so lazy. Get rid of it yourself. So it, the guy was going, you've got to take it away, mate. He didn't. It, the guy had been told he had to get rid of the pallet. So there you go. Does that shed any light on things? God knows. Um, what else have we got going on here? Mark Laughlin. Um, has done 37 jobs, but has only had 15 feedback. Yeah, that's kind of standard. Not everyone's going to leave you feedback. People are busy. People are lazy. Um, you can ask them nicely. Please leave feedback. Leave them feedback. If it's good, I've, I've changed my plea on just leaving good feedback at the beginning because then suddenly they don't pay you and you can't change it. And I don't like that idea anymore. Um, but yeah, leave them feedback. Ask them. Ring them. So I've left you some feedback. Could you leave me some feedback, please? Be polite. Be nice. Chances are you'll get a bit more. Uh, Kadri Moody said, it's just new on the exchange. Have I got any advice? A little bit. About a year and a half's worth of videos. What I would suggest is if there's something you're not sure of, scroll down. Chances are by now there's a video on there mentioning it. Uh, if you've got a specific question, please ping it on the bottom of this video. And I'll, if, I, if I can answer it as best I can, with my limited knowledge, I will. If I can't, I'll ask you guys. And you guys can tell me the answer and then I'll just pass it on because that's what I do. I am just a conduit for everybody else's uh, superior experience. Um, and Arcane Stephen, oh, Arcane Stephen by have said flat rate of VAT every time. That's on the VAT thing. Now, as an owner driver, we can't do this because we're a company. So we have, it gets a bit more involved. But if you're an owner driver, you can charge the VAT. And then I think it's, I don't know if you pay 16% or 12% or 10%, but you can charge 20% VAT and then you pay the VAT man 10%. But you can't claim VAT back on your diesel, on your tyres, when you buy a brand new van. But still, it takes a load of the aggravation away, and I think chances are that's probably a good deal. Um, and just a couple of little ones at the beginning. Uh, Michael Morrison has told me from one of my old videos on how to talk Cockney, um, the reason it's called a score is Apple Core. Score? Of course it is. 
Should have known that, mate. And uh, Gary John Baker said, he's left my YouTube running in the background when he's not watching it, so I'll get a bit extra dough off the adverts. Thanks very much, Gary. Every little helps. Anyway, we're out of January now, and we're out of Europe now. Just seen that. So let's see what the future holds. Good luck, everybody. It's getting warmer. It's, no, it's not really getting warmer, but it's getting a bit lighter. And, and, you know, hopefully everyone's paid off their Christmas credit card bill and they're ready to get some stuff delivered. So, fingers crossed, let's ready for the upturn. Hope you're all good. Hope you're well. Enjoy your Sunday. Take care, take money.